Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of Science 101, in which we will talk about one of Earth's most prominent and powerful features, earthquakes. Before actually talking what an earthquake is, we need to acknowledge two basic things. The first one is that the Earth, a geo that flows in, er, in space, is made up of layers. The outermost layer is the crust. The crust is the place in which we live and is actually the layer that we are most related and have most knowledge of. The crust is a solid and very, very, very minuscule part of the Earth. The second layer is the mantle. The mantle, in the mantle, we can find a plastic in plastic-like molten rock that flows all around. Although it is a liquid, it is a very viscous liquid. The mantle divides into three parts: the upper mantle, the transition zone, and the lower mantle. The center of the Earth is the core. The core also divides into two parts: the outer core and the inner core. The outer core is liquid and is it is very very hot. It is made it is made up of nickel and iron. While the inner core, although it is the hottest place in the earth, its temperature is the, is the same as the surface of the sun. The inner core is solid due to all the pressure of all the layers. These are the all the layers of the earth and an interesting fact to see is that as low low lower lower into that deep earth you go the more is the temperature unfortunately humans have only reached the crust because we have not the machinery to reach the mantle which is made of magma molten rock able to able to make everything melt now after acknowledging this we're going to acknowledge the second the crust and the upper mantle all together form a geological structural, a geological unit called the lithosphere. The lithosphere floats over the asthenosphere. The asthenosphere is composed in the, in the lower part of the upper mantle and in the lower mantle. The asthenosphere is a, as we have said, is a plastic light structure where it flows Molten rock flows very slowly, so solid, so the solid lithosphere floats over the asthenosphere. But not only that, lithosphere is not one shell. One actually, lithosphere is composed of very different types of, we can say like puzzle pieces that actually that form the earth, the earth's crust. These pieces are called plate tectonics. Plate tectonics are constantly moving in the Earth. Actually, they move with an uh, with an average of seven centimeters a year. So these so these plate tectonics are the cause of are the cause of most earthquakes of what are called tectonic earthquakes. But why do they these plates move? How do we know that they are divided? Well, they move because of act because actually of convection. What is convection? You are probably asking. Convection is the process in which in the asthenosphere the cool the 
the as deep you go there is hot so hot hot so hot liquids eventually flow to the upper part of the of the asthenosphere cooling down and after cooling down they fall back into the lower part where they are where they are getting hotter and hotter again then they tore back in a cycle like that these currents or movements of rock within the asthenosphere in convection due to cooling and heating is the reasons that why plate tectonics moves so this is the basic things that we need to know before earthquakes With this information, now we can talk about what actually an earthquake is. An earthquake is when two blocks of the lithosphere suddenly slip past another, releasing energy in form of waves. These waves cause the shaking of the earth, and this is what we know about what an earthquake is. But actually, why does this happen? So this has to do with with plate tectonics colliding as we have seen convection cause plate tectonics to move so sometimes when they move they collide with each other or pass one another because plate tectonics are not actually smooth but actually have edges some parts get stuck and while the rest of the plate continue moving that part is still is still stuck so in a certain time where they are far apart they suddenly slip past another releasing all that energy that causes an earthquake the place where an earthquake happened along the collide along two colliding plates is called a fault or fault line the exact place where an earthquake begins is called the hypocenter and the part directly above the surface on an earthquake is called the epicenter. One of the consequences that plate tectonics are the ones responsible for causing earthquakes is that along the along where the place plates collide, there are more earthquakes and thus volcanoes. So we have already seen all this, but before that we need to t we need to talk about the strain. So when two the two parts of the plates are stuck, there is a force a force a force that it's contender this force is called a strain force and suddenly when they slip past another that force is released but it can be released in several forms in this case it is released in forms of waves these waves are that responsible for making the ground shake in an in a effect called the elastic rebound theory the elastic rebound theory is the one in which the, the part of the lithosphere in which the earthquake occurs is constantly moving when two blocks of the lithosphere passed and slip one another releasing all the strain force that they were accumulating 
due to plate tectonics, there is not actually only one earthquake, but rather a series of them. First comes the foreshocks, which are sl smaller little earthquakes that may, may make tremble the things a little bit before the main shock. The main shock is the main earthquake in which everything trembles and all the acts and most of the accidents occurs. But after the main shock, there may be some aftershocks, which are less intense than the main shock, but also may cause some damage to the earth. As we have seen, the internal heat of the mantle that makes the lithosphere and the plate tectonics that compose the lithosphere move against each other that cause earthquakes. But these earthquakes do not do not shake the earth themselves, but actually are the waves that they produce that shake the earth. The, there are two types of waves. P waves that are called also primary waves or pressure waves are the ones that makes the earth pull and stretch and they move and they make the earth move move and shake in that direction that they are moving p waves are the most fast type of waves then comes the s waves the s waves or sec secondary waves or p or spear waves are slower waves these waves make the earth move up and down like move up and down or side to side perpendicularly so these waves are actually the ones that cause all all the zone near the fault to move scientists use p waves and s waves in order to measure the magnitude of an earthquake the magnitude is the size and intensity of an earthquake along its fault line but how to determine the magnitude what scientists do is they use a scale and the seismograph the seismograph is a machine that measures the intensity and the, and how long waves in an earthquake are well, how does a seismograph work is that it is there is a firm, stable paper in a in a horizontal table. Then there is a flow. There is a like a pendulum of a string with a ball and a pen. So when the uh, ground shakes, the the base and all the pendulum is moving, recording the waves in an earthquake. Using this, scientists can conclude that P waves are faster than S waves because they see the timing of the seismograph and how did the earth move in each time of the earthquake. So using the seismograph, depending on the scale, they will assign a number one to 10. The most famous scale of all is the richer scale, in which 10 is the max, in which 10 is super high and 1 is low. The importance of P 
waves, S waves, and seismographs is that they help scientists study the Earth beside all the damage that they cause in structures and to persons. They help us study the inner layers of the Earth. As I said early in the podcast, humans have only been to the crust, not even to the deepest part of the crust. So why do how and why do we know there is a mantle or a crust? Well, what we use is how P and S waves move through different materials. P waves move through every material, while S waves only only move through solid, not liquid, not gas. So depending on how on where they where the S waves moves, on where the P waves move in each type, we can determine that some zones are liquid and others are solids. But that's not enough. How do we determine the layer of the Earth? What we use is how these waves travel through different materials. Through, for example, through nickel and salt and iron, they will travel more slowly. While to lighter metals or lighter rocks, they will travel fastly. So using these two factors, we can determine the inner layers of the Earth. Now we're going to talk about the dangers and how to protect from earthquakes and all its consequences. Dangers of the earthquakes are not only that it makes the earth shake, buildings fall, and blocks fall into persons, which is very bad, but actually they make up or they cause other phenomena within the earth, for example volcanoes. Volcanoes may be dormant or or still, but when the earthquake occurs, it activates seismic activity, making everything from there to move. This causes the magma to flow up and cause volcanoes to erupt. Also, if a volcano, if a earthquake occurs in the sea or near the sea, they cause tsunamis. When an earthquake occurs in the earth, it causes the earth to shake all in different directions, pulling and stretching up and down or side to side. But in the ocean, what they cause first is that they make the ocean floor shake. But after that, the waves keep moving and moving and moving towards land, accumulating energy and water in ocean waves that may be on up to 10 meters, 10 meters tall, and eventually they crash into the land. Now, how to protect and how to act in an earthquake. First of all, we have to know that all dangling things or things that are hanging, or for example, big big structures may fall so first of all is that thing is to be away from that also we should keep apart from windows and all types of glasses then you need to protect your head your head with your hands and with your knees then after that you need to to find a place where if something falls it will protect you in an angle of 45 degrees do not run in an earthquake never run 
because maybe you can fall and then you can have injuries because earthquakes can never uh, can never be into these moments earthquakes cannot be predicted you should be ready for everything so after the earthquake occur do not go we after dementia occurs you should keep the calm always keep the calm and go to an open space with no near buildings that may fall there you can stay and in the aftershocks do the same like this you would protect from earthquakes and always remember keep the calm Now we're going to talk about some in about some interesting facts about the strongest earthquakes and about earthquakes themselves. First of all, is that most earthquakes occurs in strike slip faults. Second one is that it is approximately it has been approximated that a 10 re, than a 10 richer scale earthquake would probably destroy everything around a, a diameter of five kilometers it would be this it would be massive and it would last over an hour probably it would be a continental scale earthquake at this point the strongest earthquake was measured in in valdivia chile with a richer scale of 9.5 the, sec the other of the strongest earthquakes are the following. First, Valdivia with a 9.5, then was in 1964 an Alaskan earthquake, and then the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake, which caused a huge tsunami, in 2000s, the Tohoku earthquake in Japan, which may be one of the mo of the most ca catastrophical disasters in modern world. So as we have seen, there have only there are only earthquakes that have barely reached the scale of nine in richer. So a ten earth so a ten in the richer scale earthquake would be totally devastating. In the world, we can find what we consider earthquakes hotspots, places where a lot of earthquakes occur. There are especially three in this in the Earth. The first one is the Mid Atlantic Ridge, a portion between the between the Americas and the other continents in which crust is in which new crust is constantly forming, causing earthquakes to occur. The second one is in the Indian Ocean, along Indonesia and India, that cause a lot of earthquakes. But mainly, we can find the Ring of Fire. It is located all around the Pacific, almost forming a, a circle. And this, in this Ring of Fire, the most strong earthquakes had been produced in Japan, Alaska, the Kamchatka in, Ru in Russia, and all through the Andes Mountains in South America.
seismographs in which the base moves and the weight remains still, measuring all the waves, had, has helped us develop the actual earthquake theory that I have been talking all through the podcast. But actually, there is a mystery in the earthquake world. We usually understand earthquakes as a sudden move, rapid, fast, but there there had been detected earthquakes that had been that had been going thousands of years slowly moving the ground even some at some point imperceptible so why is that the thing is that in the modern technology we do not have the the enough resources to develop that theory but we hope in that in the following decades we are able to build a unified theory of plate tectonics mantle convection and earthquakes so in short words the answer to these slow earthquakes that are very rare we have to say it and that the most common type are the sudden ones in which everything shakes are caused by the plate tectonics and mantle convection but at this moment we are not sure why well in the first episode of the podcast science one-on-one in this case earthquakes were coming to an end remember to stay safe in earth during earthquakes Protect your head. Get away from buildings and from places where there is a fault line. Stay safe due to coronavirus and have a wonderful day. Thank you.